Disrespect me, nigga, I'll beat your ass. Playing with my money, I'll beat your ass. You try to what? No, I'll beat your ass. And if you don't take the chicken out, I'ma beat your ass. Cut me off in the lot, yes. I'll beat your ass. Stepping on yes. my fucking shoes, I'ma beat your ass. That's your bitch, nigga? I'll beat her ass. If she jump in a fight, when I'm beating your ass. Everybody Fuck, nigga, get the fucking what? white chick. I'll beat your ass. All the foldable fucking chicks. Anybody can get it. Anybody can and will get it. I swim across the river to beat your ass. ass. Nigga, what? I'm a beat your ass. Like we slaves here, nigga. I'll beat your ass. This song has been out a minute. I don't know why nobody used this in any of the Boy, recaps or means. What the fuck I'm finna do? <laughs> so everybody know it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm really surprised nobody used that used that for a sound for, or that soundbite or that whatever for a clip. That's really surprising. Bro. I was surprised I didn't either because I was looking. I was going for fucking uh, for crime mob like, and then I saw it and I was like, holy shit! I forgot. I, I completely forgot. Yeah, yo. Oh man, we're gonna get into it. Just from, I gotta calm down, man. What a week! Is this <sighs> violence is the answer? Oh man, violence is the answer. That's that's the theme of the week, apparently. As the Mandalorians say, this is the way. I can't believe that y'all spent so much time making fun of niggas for watching wrestling, and lo and behold. Nothing, nothing like a good fucking chair to the goddamn face uh, to and, get a motherfucker up off you, man. And I'm pretty much a choke slam too. One of them got choke slam. Oh, yo, that man! I think it was a young dude that swam across. No, nah, he MVP. <laughs> like I know everybody put a lot on the chair, dude, and he he's definitely like he's getting an award. He definitely put up points on the board. He we wouldn't have won this without him. But that boy who. Swam, yo, he's MVP, yo. He's getting, he's getting my vote. I, I refuse to believe you. Ha- I, 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 obviously, like you have to do the whole recap thing because production. But I refuse to believe you didn't see this. I refuse to believe that you're well, in any part of the world then <laughs> didn't see this. I refuse to believe that you are country redneck white folks saw it. So I know everybody had and to have seen responses it. and ah, uh, that made me feel good. The thing about it, guys, I can't believe you guys are celebrating this now. Uh, oh, I saw the opposite for the for the for the few white folk that I saw. They was like, "Well, what you think was gonna happen?" I saw them. They were they're they're fine. But I saw the ones that are saw like, some of the Fox Newsers. Yes, he had a light. Like everybody just had every way to be like against it and find a little loopholes. Boy, I give a fuck about none of that shit. Uh, every there was so many things that just lined up in this. Like it's in Alabama, they were on the Harriet Mon- Montgomery. <laughs> We're just it's it's at a dock where everybody was saying like that's where like slaves had like been sold or you know got off the boats at. It was a marketplace for niggas once upon a time. So I just if you have been literally in a parallel universe that doesn't have electronics uh, earlier this week on a national holiday because somebody said August sixth, but that's when we got the news. August fifth is when the is when the events the, occurred. The legendary events occurred. Um. There was, I believe, a white family had their boat docked in, you know, a space or whatever that was supposed to be used by this riverboat. That's a actual, like, 
attraction there. Black security guard walks up to the, you see in the video, black security guard walks up to one of these um, white patrons and is like, hey, got to move your fucking boat. I think he moved the boat. They're like, where's our boat at? Or it was like, it was moved. He, uh, I think he unhitched it. Like yeah. it was, I think it, the rope kind of was <clears throat> holding on to one of the pillars or something. And he just unhitched it and let it start floating out the way so that they can park. So, you know, there he's up there doing his job. He is performing his duties at peak level because that's what the fuck he's supposed to do. He's supposed to make sure that everything is secure and steady. And these thugs, these hooligans, these these miscreants, these menaces, menaces to fucking society. Absolutely. Came up and we're and we're getting getting very belligerent with him. You know what I mean? And he's sitting there doing, still doing his job. He's still, you see him walking with the guy. You can tell it's a little spicy, but it's still nothing. Okay, nobody said, you know, fuck you or anything like that. All of a sudden, a a just monstrous behemoth attacks this man. Rushes him, attacks him. And here's my thing. The only thing with him is because, you know, salute to him because he was, he was bombarded. We got to get them hands up, all right? We got to get them hands up a little bit. There's sometimes the tussle, and there's times it just fucking start throwing them things. I mean, he, he was tussling, but he also, he was blindsided. He wasn't expecting nobody to jump in. He wasn't expecting there to be a a, a rabid on. pack yeah, yeah. of wahites <laughs> that was going to just attack him because he had an issue with one of them. Like, he, he just won. This one is rabid. It's a little visceral. And I can handle this by just not engaging too much. And then it, it, it attacks you and you got to defend yourself. And he's just trying to, you know, keep his distance head on a swivel, and guys. make sure that, you know, yeah, that's where he slipped up. He ain't keep his head on a swivel. And then another member of this rabid pack of Waihites comes and jumps him and then Mon- oh, shit hits the fan. But Mongrels, for the one, he hit him with the smurder. He threw the hat, and that's the only thing, because when he threw the hat, I was like, oh, he finna get busy. Like, the hat was like, because one, everybody said the hat was the calling card for everybody else. And while that did happen, I thought when that motherfucker threw the hat, it was about to go absolutely insane. It, I, I, it did go insane, but like, him I, personally. I give him a little credit. But that's if, when he got jumped, though. If we think of the standpoint of old man fighting, right? Old mm. men ain't trying to throw. Back up now. A whole bunch of punches, right? You're not going to see an old man trying to throw 20, 30. Like, the young dudes just came in hot. Boy. But like the, the older older cats, what they do, they're going to tussle with you until they, you know, as soon as I get you, you off your footing. Hold up now. Hold, hold, I'm yeah, you gonna, hold up now. You're a certain privilege. That's true. He was trying to hold up now. And if he and saw that, as soon as he see him start tilting a little bit, that's when you, just this nice one, too. And then you're going to fall, and then I can, I can he was get up a, off you. He was a man. He was out of t- He was not in his proper. This is, he wasn't 2023. He was hold up now. now I, yeah, no, you know what the crazy which, thing which is? Which you ain't going to do. Now. You know what the crazy thing is? He was trying to be respectful. He was trying to just get. I, you had to put your. He was really still trying to, like, give him a civil ass beating to a very uncivil. Uncivil group. Uh, rabid pack. Visceral. Then it just went fucking. Like the beautiful chaos Absolutely Like if there was ever a thing Like there's It's actually like Beautiful disasters And here And me and any other podcast That has uh, Black people on it Are say Like it is Honestly kind of a Within the chaos A beautiful moment Where we always say Some shit like Black people just gotta learn To stick together Now obviously We all wanna say this shit about it Not having to be violence Cool You know fine (laughs) But 
protecting your own is a space where I believe, you know, you can you can give a pass to violence. Like one just one time violence is beating up on people like in the street like it's the purge. No. Protecting your own, protecting one of your elders, absolutely. Buddy and them sprint down from the yep. random random question that came to mind. Yes. Since since we're in the field and we have to be politically correct, if this was like blacks against Asian people, could we still call it one time violence or would that be disrespectful? Oh, that might. Mm. Probably would steer away from that in that moment because okay. then you probably like you don't want to get because I feel like that is a friend. Well, that's a whole another thing. It's a it's a figure of speech, but later on you figure out like you those will get those will get you in trouble. Yeah, so. but. We're gonna we're gonna stay on this Alabama topic, but I don't think but I don't think one time in that those are two different things. It's used differently. Yeah, those are two but different. You're saying things. it's a it's a it's a so, turn yeah. of phrase, but in I take the black that community, they 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 killed a man named Jesus. What do you think they're gonna do to you? Is a turn of phrase in our community. Well, no, that's what that's where I was headed with that. Eventually. Okay, we'll get there. But Proceed. I take that back. Wonton violence might not be bad in that because you're not saying like wontons the fucking dish. That's an actual word. I believe. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I take that back. So that might just be something that you just have to explain away because I literally mean it in the phrase of like just fucking rampant wonton violence. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in that regard, somebody probably would, you know, you probably would get somebody who's like, he's saying, and it's like, no, that's not what you mean. So yeah, you're 1000 percent going to get at least a couple people. Yeah. So in that regard, maybe, maybe not. You, you can if you mean it, how you mean it. Now, there's probably some dickhead who would say it and make the joke out of it in that moment. So, <clears throat> you know, use your discretion. But um, first, like, the people came down from the bot from the top, coming down the ramp. Top speed, too. That motherfucker got there in no time. And even him was being... You just trying to break it up? He was still just trying to break it up. And, boy, that, that fucking, that, that goddamn hero. It's, it's, when, it's when the white lady jumped in. Cause he came down trying to break it up, and then the white lady tried to jump on him for trying to break it up, and he had to shove her away. And then that's when you know, black, yeah. black Aquaman appeared. Nah, or, yo, he. I'll say Black Manta. He, nah, he was he was he he came on some other shit. Cause you you see them in there, and the video. I'm glad somebody who did the video. First of all, the lady recording recorded. Great commentary. Great commentary, and then you see Buddy jump off that shit, and you just start. He was motherfucker just jumped off. You just see him come from the bottom of the screen and just it was shoes on in his fucking uniform. Heavy as shit. That boy swimming over there. Speed Michael Phelps could never get in there. In that boy. in that little span of space, he could have got busy with Michael Phelps, bro. Jamichael Phelps. Scoop a fucking Aquaman. Scoop a Gooden Jr. <laughs> this motherfucker just gets to the board. Pushes himself up out the water, water still in them fucking shoes, and just starts getting fucking busy. Throwing them fucking shits with lightning speed. With the fucking fury of every ancestor in his fucking blood. It was amazing. So I'm suplexes. It Cap could never. This is how it sounded when he got up out the water. Because you thought he was over. You thought he was too tired. That motherfucker got his fucking footing. What are we talking about? It was this level epic. Another thing I haven't seen people use, although it's not entirely for our culture, but neither is the Avengers. <laughs> but nobody used. You didn't use the theme of the nigga that actually come out of water and fuck people up. That's true. 
There was a lot of Aquaman stuff, which is cool, but Namor literally climbed out the water and fucked up a whole bunch of That's people. true, It would have made a lot more sense to use those. But you know what I feel like? we wait, People wasted Namor's theme with, like, weird memes and shit. Because it was parts, like, there's a lot of, like, horror fucking... Uh, Content on like TikTok and Instagram And motherfuckers use like that shit Where they were singing in the sea mm-hmm. Like for that And it like works But it just wasn't for that Like it just be random like You know you're Like you're in the woods And it's like uh, zomb- uh, Clown zombies with fucking horns Or some shit attacking mm-hmm. you And like that sounds playing Or whatever But um Yeah Yeah it like starts cutting I don't know how they got to the uh, Oh the boat docks That's what it was the boat finally docks, and them motherfuckers got off that shit, and it was just in a in outrageous in outrageous form. Like y'all need to give Buddy some solid gold boots because the way he, he already, was, he already the couple of people that was there already got their boots, boy, foot to ass, boots to asses. I, I would, you know how bad I'm you got to say that much because I don't want to incriminate nobody. I'm in this, it's a whole new phrase now. I feel like whoop to the ground was something that you heard like coming up in life. Like, you know, um, my, my mom and my grandma used to say some shit like uh, whoop you to an amazing grace and a floating opportunity. Like, beat them crocs to your knees. I feel like can be a thing now to whoop a motherfucker, whoop them crocs beat to you out your crocs. It was beat it, you to your beat you to the, the crocs break. I'm gonna beat the crocs off you. Sport mode. <laughs> fucking automatic all wheel drive don't matter. I'm on your ass. Like, ah oh, man, another old school. Nobody used any El Cabong sounds or means. No, this can last for a this while. This can go for a while. Like, but, I feel like I mean, people are tired of this. Group, but I know like, the young people that. probably wouldn't know El Cabong. Cabong. That's yeah. one thing. That's one thing though. I realize like when I make certain things, I still make shit that's like specifically for us, and I just deal with the fact that. You know, it's not viewer view worthy because, but like, these are some sounds that are just forever funny. Like, because, and then I saw people talking about like you know the infamous legendary chair, the chair that was made by a black man was used in the defense of of black people against opp- oppressors. Yo. And okay, so like, and this is not a this is not in any way promoting like violence towards women, but also this is a conversation about like a fucking brawl is is a brawl, and like, hey, you know, I'm swinging this motherfucker, yo, get the fuck up off me, we fighting now. I mean, she caught a stray. I'll, I'll shoot her some bells. She had already she had already got some tips put on her. By the by, the, uh, the other ladies put some tips on her. She was just sitting there. Black woman was in rare form, yo. Like, they should have pushed was... her in the water, and then she would have been safe. But I guess they was trying to spare her from again drowning or something. But yes, he. We nobody's used have several seats. Damn, you getting them off today? <laughs> like you really like yeah, no you, you like you you getting them? There's like, so many opportunities missed. 
Damn, that's another Avengers reference too. Because like the way that they tried to make that like like that last scene when like all the women load up and like while that was cool, like a cool little like I think it's like a team reference in Marvel. The way them black women got off that boat and like in unison started like and not and didn't miss a beat. You get a punch. You get a hopped in. Man, and they was just connecting. No woman king references. Ah. No, no, what kind of whoop, 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 whoop. None the of that. The door coming. would be Dormelage sounds. No, hey, yo, no, that might be the one. I might have to make that. Because <laughs> they came on screen and it was whoop, 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 and just started whooping ass. Like, none of that bullshit that y'all. And that's another thing, yo. This is another one of these things where let you know, like, I feel like maybe, you know, it's some people that are like, el- like, that are in a certain elderly space and didn't take care of themselves. But, like, this is also a, a little bit of a, a knowledge of, like, you shouldn't fuck with, like, anybody in their, like, I would say shit damn near 52. You can get somebody in a 70 bag that's put together. Because y'all niggas can't really fight. Them motherfuckers was out there. You could tell, like, they old and ha- I ain't done this in a while. I've been a professional. But y'all be with some of that, like, shit that don't whatever. Them women was cocking back and throwing full-fledged, like, jabs and punches. Y'all with that hair pulling shit. You catch you an old, and it was, I saw a video that earlier this week about, it was this old, older lady, an elder, talking about how y'all be having them fucking, uh, <laughs> having the mini blinds on your fucking forehead and shit, and you run across her, because that shit all up on top of her shit, hers, you grab that shit, she finna mix your shit, take yours off, all that snatch, glue. snatch your edges off your forehead, and man, just, I just hold on to them and drag you around, I ain't fucking with Ernestine, boy, like, <laughs> Hell no, you know, Vivian, none of that shit, Darlene, Betty Joe, beat your motherfucking ass, hell no, Joellen, Mm-mm. shout out to my aunt Joellen, <laughs> nah, I named some names, that these motherfuckers exist in real life and I wouldn't fuck with them to this day, Jacqueline, hell, pff, not fucking with Jacqueline, hell no, <laughs> Jackie beat your ass, <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Fucking cinnamon bugger. Get your shit balled the fuck up out here. <laughs> oh, you trying to get spiced, huh? Yeah, you shit. Got something for your ass. Turn your ass into tea. Fucking with me. You know, which my name is, you know. Bitch, I beat your ass and make your man a meal afterwards. You know, they can they call me Shay and get up there and fuck with Mueller if you want to. <laughs> Mueller beat your ass, boy. <laughs> If she got a if she got a country enough name to where nobody uses it anymore. Oh yeah. They just have a name to describe who she is in the family, but not using her actual name. Cause y'all got names that really don't strike fear. Like I'm not I'm not, you know, this is uh you know, this is Ashley Denise. Like, cool. If you was just Denise, I might be a little scared. But like, you know, this is, you know, this is Ashley Lene. Ashley Lene going up against Maylee? Fuck no. Beat your fuck no hell no. Nah. Pull it got her and, and Maylee got her goddamn uh, her her fucking because y'all just got on the fucking like and y'all be trying to you know on the fucking mumus mainly mumus stuff under her titties beat your motherfucking ass boy and she got like and she got like about three four hundred right in his left titty I'm not fucking with her I'm just hoping that the money fall out nah, or a titty it's in there or a titty they gonna swing though. Oh yeah, for sure. They gonna they gonna applaud. Them up, yeah. Them they gonna applaud her for while she whipping your. Them head. old women was out there, uh, <laughs> like Whippy Goldberg, all fucking color purple. Like he was oh. beating the shit out them white women. <laughs> Some of them niggas too, because they yep. you know they sizable individuals. Yeah, yo. So I I would say this some, some southern big backs that are. I do feel like you know 
um, one, I think that on the on the other side of it not being comical is that I think that in mass, because I just don't trust motherfuckers to just take We're not going to take this line down. Like, you know, I feel like niggas got to be on their P's and Q's because motherfuckers always will get they. One is not enough. Like, I do think I do. So I, 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 I like the I like what this does, but understand the consequence of it. Because I feel like we have lived in a space where you saw like the progression of like blackness. A lot of it, even in the beginning, was a lot of still break it upness. And I just feel like certain types of violence, you know, meet you where you're at. Like that is an adage and that is, you know, protect yourself at all times. And it is not fully respected because it's never thought that like, you know, that's kind of how it's kind of, you know, we're going to get super black. It's kind of how that slavery shit work. Like you got a whole number wise, you got a bajillion people out here that can stomp your fucking ass. But the fear of what you might do is what holds people back. So I feel like doing this, you know, might be a sound the sound the alarm for those who are of that rather racist rhetoric. So thinking that you can just kick a motherfucker ass or kick a people down in a way and nothing will happen. So I'm not saying like go out there and beat what people up, but I feel like this is a bit of if you open that door, it should be understood because I feel like that sets the playing field of like, you want to keep this words. I might not be fucking John Jones, but you ain't finna just get up here and whoop my motherfucking ass. So. I mean, it's, it, I can agree that it needs to happen more often, but everyone has to understand the consequences and probably respect each other enough to where it doesn't have to get to this point. Mm-hmm. But so I, one of my homeboys, he lives in Alabama. And when I was talking to him about it, he was like, man, out there in Montgomery, that stuff happens every week. This is just the first time it's went viral. He's, but he's like, there's always tension between the blacks and the wife and the whites, and there's always some sort of situation that happens. It may not be to this magnitude, but there's always some sort of racial situation that happens just because it's Alabama. Montgomery at that. <clears throat> he's in Birmingham. He's like, yeah, that ain't happening in Birmingham because Birmingham got – Negroes in, in <clears throat> abundance, but he's like in those type of spaces that happens a lot. But I do agree. Like, what is it? What's the saying? Uh, a riot is a language of the oppressed. This, mm-hmm. this is a version of that because you can tell that just black people are tired of white people in areas like that where there's privilege and oppression and still some segregation and racism and things of that nature going on, and they just. I'm itching for the opportunity to be able to show you that you need to respect us more. Yeah. And I think, and I think it also speaks to, you know, (laughs) understanding that I think there's still a, a, uh, there's still a lot of people who sometimes feel like we are so far past. I know some niggas on the internet, you know, you look at enough people on the internet and they think you follow enough black pages and you'd be like, Oh, it's a bunch of us who, you know, are, are, are aware. But it's not. It's still a it's still a good chunk of people who believe that this would never ever. Ha- it could, and I feel like it's not just Birmingham, Alabama. It's motherfuckers right here in Orange Los- County. I say it's motherfucker right here in Los Angeles. Your favorite little local barista who you think is uh, whatever. No, nah, he got a little it, bit of that in him, depending on where he come from. But but yeah. not even hidden here. You you if you go. Yeah, it's nasty. South. To Orange County. It's nasty. Or if you go north over there in Santa Clarita. Nasty. We know, and these are privileged, affluent, they got money areas. And we know for sure, they got the Republican National Convention building in Orange County. We know mm-hmm. it's nasty. So it ain't it ain't just in Alabama. No. 
these situations are may not happen. I don't I don't foresee that happening in L.A. or Southern California the same way it happened in Alabama because it may have a different outcome. And mm-hmm. yeah, I can't guarantee how that's gonna look. But there's a lot of areas. It made me think of like Florida. Like, ain't nobody in Florida doing this needs to happen in Florida in some capacity. Not to say that we just go ahead and just be beating up Wahites just cause, cause not all of them, you know, have this mindset and share those sentiments and behaviors, but you legitimately are seeing p- politicians changing how your kids can learn. Mm-hmm. They're putting in, they're trying to enforce things to oppress you further you have reason to really fight to defend yourself in a number of different ways. And it shouldn't take a situation like this for you to react in a, in a certain manner, to stand up for yourself, to advocate for yourself, to let people know that, you know, I don't have to take the treatment that you think you are capable of getting away with treating me. with. Like you, you should be able to assert, excuse me, assert yourself. Yeah. I think that's one of the bigger takeaways is like not necessarily calling for like physical violence, but I would say, I guess, the mindset of not being scared to do what needs being done in order to protect yours or just simply progress your people. Because I feel like some of us are very, like, even this was a bit of a reactive situation. So, like, I guess being at least willing to have the proactiveness of, like, okay, we need to do this in order to pursue something that is like looks like safety or betterment for us in the long run as opposed to you know, making do in the moment, like dealing with this action has repercussions or ramifications, but also it kind of worked in everybody's favorite because like everybody said, well, we all, we all squatting up. So same mindset, but applied elsewhere. In every area. I want to say elsewhere, apply it in every area. Cause so like the, not that it happened in, in grand fashion, but I saw somebody like the very next day and the black guy posted like, you know, after yesterday, you got these random white people pulling up to us, giving us ice cream to make sure that everything's okay. Like, they they brought everybody ice cream on this hot day. Like, just trying to do something nice to ease the tension, right? Which, to me, shows that there are a number of people. There's two extremes. There's people that have the the unmitigated goal. And then there's people that are fearful of something like this happening, and they don't want to get caught in the crossfire, so they're willing to kind of pander and settle things however they need to to make sure that they don't get caught in the crossfire verbally, physically, or otherwise. And then in the middle, you have your allies-ish and so on and so forth. But people understand that if these things t- happen, how much power we have mm-hmm. to like really affect change, which is why you're getting both responses. But I also would say, like, yeah, like for those that are bringing the ice cream – not to buckle with something like just ice cream. Absolutely. Like, you know, whatever ice cream like is. That's enough. Yeah, like whatever ice cream is in whatever situation, like. Yeah, they need motherfuckers and brothers yeah. some ice cream today. No. Everything is good because, you know, they, they know what time it is. Like, no, they don't. No, they don't. Like, that's some They fucking, just know that you're easily pacified. Yeah. <laughs> Be able to look past that and go, all right, well, you know, I'm going to use this leverage. Like, yeah, I'm definitely not to be fucked with. I'm not trying to. This ice cream yeah. ain't gonna save your ass, honky. Pretty <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flat out, yeah. Stop fucking around. You know, cause you know, you fuck around and uh a little bit of ice cream, you think you got friends, and you fuck around and you know, Jennifer Aniston is throwing you under the bus on the internet because you made a post that wasn't about shit. 
you know. Wasn't about nothing. Again, us not even advocating for ourselves enough means that we can't even use turns of phrase or urban colloquialism without people that don't identify with us scrutinizing us, telling us that we can't use certain terminologies, and then us apologizing for it. So that's my thing. I was watching uh, Van Lathan's podcast, um, Higher Learning, and he was having this good back and forth with this like Jewish doctor dude and explain. And it was a lot of, it was a decent back and forth about like, you know, the difference in our communities. And he was making a lot of differentiations between like those in the Jewish community that really were offended and just kind of show up to punish those. And then those like him who really follow da 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 da. And I was like, that's cool. But I was more on the van side where he like, like the end of the day, like there's a lot of unnecessary, like apologizing all on our part. And it's a lot of pressing the line about when somebody says like, this is offensive on the flip side, you got to get somebody to flat out say you big lip nigger bitch for you to get that type of, that type of energy. And it's like, nobody's apologizing to us when people say way worse, really bad, really racial shit. We've had that. And it still wasn't that bad. Was, was fucking Don Imus. Like, nappy-headed hoes. Him some nappy-headed hoes. He, he still had a career after that comment. We've had people go to those extremes and make comments about us and get slaps on the wrist. And we just sit quietly mad about it in our community because partly we don't expect anybody to do anything about it anyway. But why don't we? Not to say we got to go in there and drag, drag Don Imus off air and beat him in the street, but... We'll protest for other stuff. Why don't we protest for equal treatment? Why don't we advocate for each other when it comes to simply speaking our minds? I want more neo energy. Well, that's see, yeah, I feel I feel like what you're saying, like it's one the advocating for ourselves, and like there's not enough, there's not a lot on, I guess, the other sides. Like they don't play about what they find offensive, whereas us on this side, like I remember the Don Imus thing, and I was a good old Patrice fan. I remember him taking the stance of trying to make a defense against defense on what is funny, even though I think people like kind of misconstrued that. Cause it wasn't him necessarily defending what Don Iman said. It's like people should have the freedom to say what they want to say, but also you got to deal with the ramifications of what you say in said community. But in that regard, I feel like there is a bunch of like, there, it, there it turns into like a lot of back and forth conversations about, and it, and that them should be also public. Like, I'm not saying maybe everybody else don't have those conversations, but as a unit, the big, loud voices come together to go, we're standing on this is bullshit, and we'll figure it out in the back room. We do all our back room figuring it out out front, and then out front we never come through with the, that's fucked up, and we wipe, we wrapping that shit up. It's always some weird group of like, well, that's not, be- that's not okay ass niggas to come up and make it fucking weird. And I feel like, I don't know, man, like, throw them niggas. Like, you don't have to, like, physically. So I'm not saying this in general, but I feel like those niggas get way too much attention as opposed to being like, okay, well, all of us who are on board, on the boat, on the SS dead ass, like, <laughs> boots the fucking ass and stand firm on this is a fucking issue. Because that's really all the rest of these other groups do. Like, they don't fuck around with it. Well, I mean, in order to do that, I use the terminology unmitigated gall, right? They have that privilege. Other sides that are white identifying have that privilege to where each individual understands. They, they, I say what I said. Mm-hmm. 
And we're very outwardly, I said what I said, as a pseudo-defense mechanism, but we don't really stand on I said what I said with other people. We do that with each other, but not with others. So that's what I'm saying. I want more Neo energy because Neo's like, no, this is the context. I'll explain to you what I mean, but I said what the fuck I said. And if enough of us felt like we had enough confidence within ourselves to do that, then collectively we can come together and be able to advocate for change on a macro level. We yeah. can't do it on a micro level because I said what I said until just a little sense of pressure of what that accountability and those consequences may be. And we, uh, I guess, let's just take the higher road. I watched that on the, um, they mentioned that on the um, Joe Budden podcast. Clearly I'm a podcast listening to ass nigga. Um, the Neo thing. And while not necessarily like, not condoning, I guess, his point of view, but like his, they were kind of discussing like how what he said and how he explained it is that necessarily bad. Like I'm, I'm, I have an opinion on this. Like that doesn't mean you can't. Is that terrible? And is it like kind of going past the threshold of like expecting people to adopt your opinion as opposed to just going like, well, I don't understand this part. And I guess in certain parts of what Neil was talking about, there's a little bit of misinformation, I guess, for how that situation proceeds in the trans community. But I mean, it's, it's miscommunication all the way around because as Neo shared, everybody has an opinion and I'm entitled to stand on my opinion just like everyone else is. My my intention isn't to disrespect, demean or degrade people for my opinion. I'm just sharing what I'm OK with and what I'm not OK with. And everybody has the right to do that. But some reasons, somehow, some way when we do it, it becomes an issue. But other people can share their opinion, and even if it is misinformed, it turns into something newsworthy. We're defending them, but for us, it's newsworthy on the end of being scrutinized. Yeah, like when I heard what he said, like the more I've like I've heard, like I heard them on the pod, and I've people have put this shit online left and right. And while like the age, the age he used, and the methodology he was talking about, as far as like how the process works and stuff was wrong so i guess like his overall statement about i guess, i'm focusing like more so on his overall statement of like if i have an opinion on a thing given my knowledge of it yeah as long as it's not like you know some hateful bigotry but if like i just feel like this part of this is not cool then sometimes i'm like yeah, is that because i feel like those that's how the conversation like how you would end up educating a nigga like that right. like if you felt like he needed educating on the subject but I, I but even that is part of the the privilege because a lot of times we say that somebody needs education simply because they don't agree with us. Yeah, that's we all, feel yeah. like we are entitled to be correct. So in that case anybody that is identifying with the trans or LGBTQIA+ community they could look at somebody that doesn't agree with what they identify with and say well they need to be educated. No they don't. They have an opinion. And their opinion doesn't have to agree with yours. They, they, you identify with this for a reason. They don't identify with this for a reason. But we have to be able to better discern hatred and opinion. And we don't. We take away other people's opinion by disarming it and attacking it and saying that it is hatred when it isn't hatred. But that's, that's a game plan to me. 
That's the same thing that white people have done to our people for a long period of time of demonizing something just to be able to disarm it and invalidate it as opposed to humanize it and say that they have the privilege to be a person just like we do. And I think that's something even like we do in our community that I'll be wanting us to get away from because like I don't give a fuck if somebody really agrees or whatever. I like understanding and knowing like, oh, you're, you know, even if you're not a fucking like uh you know, David Duke stand outside my fucking yard and burn it down type of races. You are a fucking like clutch your purser as your cool. I want to understand like I don't give a fuck about changing your mind. I don't give a fuck about like I'm gonna come here and talk about it. I'll have my little conversation. But if you think I'm finna be out in the street, like when y'all be having these videos and it's like, how can you say that? Cause they're racist. Next question. Why are we like why are we doing the hows and whys? If you didn't said some wild shit to me in the parking lot, that is not the conversation to have at this point. So I just feel like some of that shit, like some of that convincing shit is a waste of time. Like I understand what side of the aisle you on and why you might not be this level of villain. You got this, you got, you know, you 20% and I'm going to treat you like a 20% motherfucker. But that's to me, that feels like actual confidence and advocacy. Cause I think a lot of people do advocacy performatively. And that makes me think of, I saw another post this week of, you know, some some white lady. <laughs> I think I sent it to you, but the white lady that took the other dude's gas pump after he paid for his gas. And she's just standing there filling up with his gas. And he's just filming, expressing his Shit. anger, but he ain't doing nothing about it. He got up off that fucking gas pump fucking with me. Baby. And then he tried to grab it, and then she was like pushing him off and then he just stopped and start trying to film her license plate and she don't have no license yeah, plate and all this other stuff but it's like you're 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 advocating for yourself in a performative manner for attention but you're not actually advocating for yourself for results i am dead ass terrified of those situations because i don't got none of that pull your phone out like i'm every bit of a you know communicator and whatever you know i'm i'm very much about this mental health shit like i got all the skill set but in those like quick fire knee jerk moments I know I don't have none of that pull your phone out. Bitch, look at the fuck off my pump. Like, what the fuck? I'll call, call him and call whoever because my phone worked too. Look here. It ain't even got to be a phone. Everywhere yeah. has security footage. Yeah, so we're going to So go I don't and... have to pull my phone out because I'm sure there's some cameras. If I look up, oh, there's one and there's one that yeah, can so clearly we'll... see me paying to use this gas and you grabbing it and putting it in your car. So whatever happens after that, I'm justified because right now you're stealing from me. Now, unless you're going to compensate me and give me my money back, it's going to be some fire and brimstone in some capacity happening right now. I'm tell you what. We're not finna We're not doing that. I'm going to just say we're just not doing that. But that's... The, to, to tie it into a mental health aspect, there's something in us that it, it made me think of like post-traumatic slave syndrome. The, uh, the, the response in Montgomery is an aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Generation upon generation upon generation being tired of being treated the same way and an opportunity to stand up for ourselves and band together happened and we responded in that manner, which some of our ancestors have done throughout history. And then we have other situations like at the gas pump situation where I just, I only feel like I can do so much because I'm used to hearing about the consequences and repercussions of me mm-hmm. or somebody like me standing up for myself. And it turns into something that holds me accountable as opposed to holding the actual perpetrator accountable. So in my mind for generations, we've decided to just be whoop dogs in some capacity. Like we're, we're 
I use the analogy of like we're the elephant that's tied to the stump. Oh yeah, I remember that. I we've know. grown mm-hmm. and we're strong enough to rip this bitch about the floor, but we've been mentally pacified and whooped into submission in so many different situations that we don't believe in ourselves the way that we need to. Mm-hmm. So we don't advocate for ourselves with intention for actual change. We do it for performative reasons because we feel like we are incapable of doing more. Knock that shit off. Oh, knock motherfuckers out. I mean, yeah, there's a variety of ways to do so. Like, I know that it's not a one, you know, you say it today and it gets fixed tomorrow. But I do feel like, I do, I do, I feel like situations like this are a step towards the right direction. Like, understanding that, nigga, you have to be able to put your foot down in every aspect. But also, that doesn't take away the nigga, it's, I'm not, I'm not one of them. Like, I'm not one of these, like, hyper-pacifists that say, like, you know, you shouldn't ever defend yourself. And if I'm going to make it, like, a little extra real... I read reports every fucking night that's that are the bit of the result of people who if they had the ability to do what these people did on this boat, you know, kids would have been safe, they would have been safe mm-hmm. and shit. As far as this week, I got two I got three. Lives would have been saved. Mm-hmm. If 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 you have the ability to go, this is not right. Stand firm on protecting myself. I'm not promoting, none of this is promoting like just violent bullyisms and all that shit. But throughout history, that is always how our shit has been promoted. And we like, we'll say that shit. We'll have, so when it's, you know, when we do it, fuck that. Just do it. I don't give a fuck what they think about what we do. Well, my, now, the accountability piece. We do do it, but we do it to each other easily than we do it to others that are actually mistreating us. That's a conversation that I'm, I didn't plan to have today, but like, this is a quote. And I want to say, I talked about this even the other day. It's a lot of niggas out here that can shoot a nigga the block over. <laughs> but if this is white man were to do some weird shit at your granny house, you know, it's just like, y'all will beat everybody else, but the asses that need beating. Right. I, I got till ten, I got till now. And I know that y'all probably see him at the store, whatever. And I'm not just, but I know that, um, what the fuck was dude who, uh, killed Trayvon? Um, oh, um, Zimmerman. That motherfucker exists in the world fucking issue free. And a bunch of people like him. There's a, yeah, there's like tons. Some of them are patrolling our neighborhoods. And that's not even to say to, to start shit with police and be disorderly, but, some of these dudes, same mentality. I'm a hood nigga. I got the shiesty on. I'll pull a K out on a nigga all day long for some money and some territory that you have no ownership in. But you'll see police in your same neighborhood that you will violate your own for over material possessions and nonsense. Police will come over there and show their bigotry, show their hatred and mistreatment of your people. And you won't pull a K out on them. At the gas station Taking pictures Staring at them Fucking shoes And won't put them In a motherfucker ass And it is concerning Y'all will be more aggressive Trying to get some Some pussy That ain't gonna do Nothing but give you A baby <laughs> That neither one of you Can care for Booty hole brown Raw dog queen. Hey yo you was outside This week <laughs> I forgot about that Oh That was <laughs> I wasn't outside I was, I was chaperoning Oh that was 
How was that? Because every time you posted something, I was like, oh, this, this nigga getting whooped in the street. <laughs> it was like, it was, that is the equivalent of Rico getting them 10 lashes. Every act you posted, I was like, okay, it's somebody finna. And you kept posting act after act. And I was like, he's quoted the disdain for that person. That's not even like, oh, I don't think he like, he is actively said this motherfucker here. I have zero interest in listening to. I ain't laughed that hard at a story in a long time. I was beside myself, and I rewatched your story. Just so I rewatched that shit about three times ago. Like, yeah, it's really that. It's really, but but and so <laughs> kind of the kind of the mindset <laughs> that we're sharing now about this whole Alabama situation, and so clearly we know we have a different level of understanding about it than some of our other community members, right? There's a spectrum of understanding when it comes to community members. There's some there's niggas on one end of the extreme and then there's you know political activists yeah, they be killing Chris Rock for that joke now that shit apparently didn't age well well it, it <laughs> shit ain't true then you know it is what it is but me being somewhere in the middle leaning more sort towards the the enlightened as the whites would call it today woke individuals the way y'all take i'm sorry the way y'all took that shit too that's not and weaponize it against us that's the same situation that i'm referring to but being somebody in that situation and being that environment it enlists a different feeling in you like you you can see the change in how people carry themselves now granted as i shared on the story a good 40 percent of that building was kids mm-hmm I'll say 60% of the building was adolescents, period. People 25 and under. A a stadium full of individuals whose brains have not fully developed yet. That's that's the age range. And that's the lineup. The best person performing with the most substance in their their music is Lil Baby. Now, granted, I give Baby credit because he has grown a lot over his career. But he's, he's... the bright spot of the evening. And there's six other individuals. Well, if I bring out special guests that popped up seven, eight people, he's, he's the bright spot out of eight people that are performing to a room full of impressionable adolescents. I have a question. Uh, I guess the more I think about it, it's just, a, it's an era conversation too. Cause I remember like, I remember listening to like, you know, I listened to a lot of T.I. I listened to a lot of Snoop. I remember listening to Ludacris. And I guess, like, because what I consider some of the greatest, greater artists, I just happened to be around while they were getting their shit off. So maybe mm-hmm. this is a bit of privilege talking. But when I just, when I think about, like, you know, respecting, you know, the air of, you know, younger, younger people and the, the music they enjoy and what it speaks to, like, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, I was a young nigga too, but, like, I was listening to a lot of, Shit that was like popping in my air, I guess one that just maybe the quality of those artists, but also I know a lot of older shit because of what I was listening to in the cars of those that came before me. Right. So sometimes when I think about like kids just having like no, I'm like no uh, connection to like I guess what I would consider like just more substan- substantive music or just you know not to shit on some of this shit going. Like I was listening to some nigga called Mike Jack the other day. He from Seattle, like. It ain't got it ain't nothing but some busting nigga head music, but it was good. But having no connection to like just older artists, even older artists for them, I feel like that's like not necessarily the kids' fault, but like their elders' fault. Cause like my like my sister, for instance, 
is in this age group, like just turned the fresh 26, but like is in this age group of like loving the bullshit, that nigga will listen and be actively playing like 08 Guwap to this day. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. Like, so I don't know, like sometimes when I'd be like, oh, you know, that's just what they into and that's the music. Uh, fucking affecting them Nigga they live with you The fuck is you talking about But, but that That would also That'll speak to a bunch of different Components One of which being Quality Cause I I remember during my time And even still to this day T.I. was one of my favorites too But I can remember listening to his CDs And at the end of a few songs He's like Hey don't be like me Be better than me I'm just sharing my story And what I've went through That don't mean you go out there And do that There's way more Better things out there For you to do I remember, I remember thinking I was gonna really kill the pussy. I, I brought dropped some Van Hunt on a bitch one time, and I thought I was fucking doing it, nigga. I thought I, was, I thought I was fucking him. I'm finna get down here and hell with this. I, Looked at me like a goof. What is this shit? I, I, can, yeah, it's, uh, I, can, I can remember those times. Boy, I thought I was trying to be romantic with nigga. a twenty-year-old woman was just a waste of time. I thought that I was like, oh yeah, let me play. I'm about this to fuck. set the vibes. I'm about to nigga, get real was, sensual, sexy, and I'm nasty. listening to like some shit that I like. I know, like, oh yeah, this is all, all my uncles and shit play. Like, this is some shit to get the bitches. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, cool. I'm this bitch don't listen to Keep Sweat. Oh, my bad. No. Fucking uh, yeah, take you down. <laughs> right. Sorry. Uh, she wants you to turn on fucking. Yeah, my name is Susie. She wants you to beat it up to that. No, yeah, no, it was that's, it was, that's, it that's was, the, the mindset that you're at at that pre- point in time. But Pretty Ricky got us all through a lot of stuff. But I was like, yeah, and I, that is the R&B equivalent. You're right. Yes. So, but but yes, I think we had a wider spectrum. I think we had better quality in some capacity. But you're also speaking to the connectivity of a family, like how a family dynamic works. That's true. I'm involved with my dad. Or my mom, so I get their generational influence. I have a good relationship with my siblings, so I get their generational influence. So I get to formulate a spectrum of interest based on how I connect to these people around me. Because a lot of these songs, not to say that Anita Baker and them didn't have good music, but we connect to it more because of how we had relationships with our parents and how they introduced that to us. Like, we can all make the joke of, like, you hear Anita Baker, you know it's Sunday and it's time to get your ass up and clean. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's how the family dynamic interacts. I hear this music and it makes me think of my childhood, which are positive memories. I may not have liked it because I didn't feel like cleaning up. I didn't feel like getting up early on a Sunday. But that's still, I have a stable household and I get to experience this. And as I get older, I appreciate it. And it speaks to that part of me. It speaks to my inner child. (laughs) It reminds me of, like, talking to my mom, everybody, like, you know, because you go off to school and they're asking you, like, how your first, you know, couple years are going. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love it down there. Like, oh, yeah, you know, you do well. I was like, what are you surprised for? We used to be down. I, I couldn't wait to go to a motherfucking hole in the wall. Are you nuts? Like, right. much as y'all play this fucking shit. I want to see what it's wait. like. I cannot wait to get in here and play some of this jerk bullshit right. that you didn't have me for. We've been listening to this shit all summer for fucking eight years. Can't wait. Where the fuck is the goddamn country hut? Fuck these clubs. Where is this sweaty ass shed? And we finna get unnecessary. Well, all they sell is whiskey and cognac. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's get in this motherfucker right now. But that's 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 speaking to it's like a cultural rites of passage. Now I'll be honest. I saw quite a few people in there when we're talking about family interaction. There's quite a few people in there with their kids. One of the people sitting next to me was a guy and his daughter. 
A lady sitting in front of me was a white lady who brought her son and his two friends. And they know these songs, but they're, I have my children Did in this environment. Nah. All right, good. To be honest, if, if people watching wise, all the black kids were super into it and the white kids were just kind of looking around like. No, they were studying. They were just like certain little baby songs came on and they would know it and they'd bop to it. But like Glorilla and them came out, they were just kind of like. Them motherfuckers were studying so they can go back to their little schools and shit and make content to pretend to be us in real right. life. And if, if they get impressed, either that or they're going to get to a point where they're like, this shit too ghetto for me. Uh, I don't know if I want to be around black people like this because this is how they act. Like this is their perception they're getting of us. So, you know, three little three, four little white boys and a lily white mama and you got, uh, what's her name, Gloss Up up there with her cheeks out, just shaking ass and rapping about getting a nigga money and her pussy got a bag. They're like, okay. Now, granted, the white mama was bopping to some of these songs. She, she had a little, <laughs> like, you try to bop, but not really bop. So either she was bopping to make it seem like, I fit in here. I hope nobody looks at me awkwardly, so I'm just going to act like I know what's going on. Or she didn't heard a few of these songs, and she didn't, you know, she she's like, I like this, but I can't really like it because my kids is here. One of them two don't really know, but, you know, I seen your older white lady, you know, bopping a little bit. But... These little boys were just like, okay. But the black and Latino is a whole lot of Latino adolescents in there, mm-hmm. which I feel a way about as well. But a whole lot of the the kids of color, they're bopping extra hard to these themes, mm-hmm. to these images, to these scenarios. And I was talking to some other people about it. It's like, you know, artists will do the call and response. Mm-hmm. It's like a comedy show, so I have to have some dialogue to set up the next set of songs or the next whatever. There's some sort of theatrics that goes into your performance. So especially for, for Gloss Up and Glorilla, they had little excerpts in between where they would speak about the next song without speaking about the next song. But like, girl, you know, niggas, this, this, that, and the other, blah, 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 and they want some pussy, this, that, and the other. And, and these are young kids that are like cheering like they really have been through these things and understand it. Yeah. And they don't. Like, I know y'all don't really understand what she's talking about. Well, you shouldn't. You fuck around to be up here at, with, sitting with me at work. And some of them might be. Uh, nah, some, of, some of them might be going. Nah, some of them really might understand it. And it's yeah, not a good but, thing that they understand it. But the majority of these God, kids is like. I'm the old nigga now. Because, like, when, when, I, when I hear some of it. And, I'm, and this is not even gender specific. It's any artist to a certain degree like if i'm listening to the music and there is no type of like um you know like you said the ti thing where like there was, there's like a full circle moment about some of the music like oh we just talking about life like when i'm like i'm a fan of like the Nas and the jay-z and like you know how charlamagne talks about this is music contemporary with where you're at in life mm-hmm. because i have i guess a different type of perspective where like i see the effects of oh you niggas thought this shit was sweet and there are kids out there who legitimately think that what they're hearing in these in that and they don't understand the it's life. Yeah, they don't understand the consequences of that comes with that. Like you see, you know, girls that are, you know, uh the term is like, you know, C set kids. And you can see some of them like, you know, not have any understanding of how the world works and are now have all these traumatic experiences. It's boys who are like shit. Regular kids that I've worked with, like, you know, come back and be like, Oh, you 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 went to prison. 
Like in hearing you went to prison from the person that I remember when I had worked with you, you've tripped and fell a little bit. Or you went here, you went there. And like you see, you know, you fuck with them just on like an intimate level as you work with them. You like, you're a child, child, like a legitimate hundred percent child. And I had a thought about that. Um, I had a thought about that earlier today since we was talking about this music stuff. And uh, it was the, um, it's the Pound Town girl. I'm trying to get, remember her name. Sexy Red. Her. It was her and um, Sukiana have another song. And it was something, something. It was like a lot of eat booty holes and I'm fucking your husband or whatever the fuck. So it's par for the chorus. But then I kind of thought about that in, conju- in parallel to like listening to like a Sugar Free or something like that growing up. And I'm like, at how much of this is got a sprinkle of like hypocrisy on it? Or like, how do I, I guess, make that? Because I'm like, I'm not a fan. Like, but like, even when I listen to. And maybe this is just like again uh, in, in conjunction with like you know your upbringing. I under I I enjoyed listening to Sugar Free's rap skills, the content of what he was talking about. I was never really into like pimping, so maybe that's just like a personal thing. Like the idea of really being a pimp never really appealed to me. Now I can do this fucking deep dive of when niggas talk about pimp culture. What niggas really are into is the idea that you don't have to. You know, if niggas were being honest. The idea that you don't have to fucking like, you know, break your back for a woman's attention. But that sounds way too, maybe too vulnerable. Because I feel like that's always the appeal of like Pimpity Pimp songs is I can interact with a woman and not have to, you know, how you doing and do all this break your back ass shit. And it turns into game and a bunch of manipulative shit. Oh, it's it's role reversal. Yeah. At least that's how I see it in some some instances. Like I get to get the attention and validation and support and the unconditional love that we are said that we're supposed to give women. She, she's giving it to me. I get to be the one that's in control of that because I don't want to be no sucker that's being vulnerable and giving all these things to her and not getting which, anything in return, which is the stereotypical average male experience. And it's the shit that y'all promote, which is in and of itself a vulnerable space to be in because you right. really what you're looking for is a relationship where you are valued and treated well and blah, blah, blah. And the same thing I thought about, like, if I'm going to try to not give an understanding to the sexy red Sukiana's stuff of the world, is it is this, like, really cry out for, you know, I've been sexually stifled. I've, you know, been going to church, and every time I have, like, a crush on a boy, I'm a whore. And so I understand them, but I feel like both of them, have to be like viewed as like bastardized versions because like as much as you can still go you know sugar free is like fucking rap phenom i super fucking enjoyed um you know eight ball and mjg played them on this platform but also there are songs of theirs where i can hear parts of like uh they mention like you know get your family together get this like it might sound contradictory but niggas always are trying to throw in some type of like i'll give you game yeah some type of like the real game but I'll, I'll say here's the difference between so our generation and the newer generation. Not to completely defend Sugar Free, but to defend Sugar Free. He's <laughs> letting you know, I'm a pimp. This is pimp lifestyle, pimp game. I'm, I'm coming to you strictly as a pimp. I have some songs where I come to you as a man and say certain shit that you should or shouldn't be doing. But what I'm saying is strictly from that of a pimp. 
Whereas you have a say sexy red or whoever else, they're not saying I'm saying these strictly from the perspective of a hoe. They're saying, no, I'm a regular ass woman. And this is how you're supposed to do things. If you really want to make it in life. That's a fair point. Me telling you my distinction and what category I fit into and why I think that way is different than me telling you this is real life. This is how you're supposed to do things if you want to make it or survive in this world. Like J-Rock telling you some shit from the perspective of a blood nigga from the projects is different than somebody telling you this is just how you're supposed to make it. Like I'm, say, a, a whatever, a guap dad. Most of his mm. is scammer shit. I'm a scammer, so I'm going to talk to you in scammer language. And I'm, you know, I try to be a little bit of a player, so I'm going to throw some player shit in there too. Like for men, not that it's better, but they'll throw in the distinction of this is who I am, so this is how I live a certain lifestyle. Whereas for a lot of female rappers, it's just, nah, to be a real bitch, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and I think like, and also I realize <laughs> when, I, when I see like the, to like give it to give it more, I guess balance of niggas are saying a lot of weird nigga shit too. When I look at the scope of like hip hop, I realize how much how many artists I'm not in tune with, right? Because there is the you know fucking um, Jim Jam four thousand from the you know from the abs or whatever, and like that nigga is just saying some shit that I cannot even like I don't relate to. Like I can understand okay this song like it's very formulaic, like it's very like I've heard this beat pattern. I'll just use LA for instance Like you know the LA beat pattern And you know when a nigga's gonna tell you Some just regular degular shit And it's kind of the distinction of like I knew And I know I've said this a lot of times Of like And I guess that is also an air thing Because these are still people who grew up Putting their stamp on hip hop Where now I don't really know what that looks like Like there was like a Our dad You know The origination of hip hop Hip hop's birthday is tomorrow by the way Or when this comes out It'll, mm-hmm. be, it'll be his birthday Um so there are eras where hip hop's like creating and identifying itself. So everybody's telling like a genuine story. They're progressing, they're growing, they're becoming like, you know, fathers, mothers, this, that, and the third. So I don't know, like p- part of that, whereas when I hear like hip hop now, like I don't necessarily need a bunch of them. I needed, when I needed to listen to Ice Cube, I had to get the shit from Cube. I had to get Ludacris from Ludacris. Nigga, you had to go to Nelly to get Nelly. Like, if I wanted to understand what was going on in St. Louis, I needed to report to Nelly and the St. Lunatics so I can get a genuine understanding of what the fuck was going on out there. If I want to know what's going on out here, I had to listen to Cube. I had to listen to Snoop. I had to listen to, um, you know, the Eastsiders or whoever else. Now, I don't know who the fuck is who. Like, at post, like, Lil Uzi, they're all the same nigga to me. Unless you like, you know, you can tell the difference in cadence. So, like, you can tell drill beats and drill music come from a certain re- region, but they're still the same nigga to me. Oh yeah, no, no, like, no. like this when is I, everybody like, fitting into that template. Like for like, if I'm saying New York, meth, like even out of the out, even out of Wu Tang in and of itself, this gigantic everybody group, everybody has their own style. If cadence. I was listening to a song and I wanted to listen to that specific motherfucker, I don't want to hear any. Like, if I want to hear. Uh, Shame on a nigga that used to run game. I have to. I, I, I'm in an ODB mood. I want to hear ODB right now. Like I like word to the word to Rayquan, but I want to hear ODB right here in this moment. So like, for like the drill shit, if I pick, I feel like if I fucking go like this and go boop, I'm gonna get drill. And I don't really understand what's going on. I just know you niggas out there were the fucking uh, rapping like Batman. God, uh, 
I'm stealing that. I forgot what I, who, who's, I'm losing his fucking name. But anyways, y'all niggas out there <laughs> rapping like Batman. I don't know who the fuck is who, and it don't really matter to me. And I use that same that same shit for out here. Like, I mean, I think that tells a story <clears> of, <throat> or it gives people a perspective of the story of the people. If we think about rap's origin 50 years ago, through from from inception till now, it's it's all been storytelling. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that hasn't changed. But it started off as telling you an experience that people ignored and telling an experience from the perspective of the people that lived it. So I'm not telling you about drugs because I'm telling you that I'm a drug dealer and I'm trying to monetize it. I'm telling you about how drugs are affecting our community. I'm telling you about our neighbors. I'm telling you about the struggle of being poor. I'm telling you about us having to band together to go against, you know, whatever, cocaine and crack being our community. Like, <clears throat> it's telling you the story based on the perspective and experience of those people. Then it transitioned to, I'm telling my story based on who I am and how I identify in my community. So say a gangster rap, this is the perspective of blood. This is the perspective of a crip. This is the perspective of a hustler. This is a perspective of a dope boy or a robber. And now it's transitioned into storytelling, like literally lying. I'm storytelling for fame and an image. I'm just saying this shit because it's going to make me money. I don't have to believe it or really live it. I'm going to perpetuate it because I know that you're going to eat it up and you're going to pay me for it. Some of them don't start living the life that they talk about until they get famous and then they get caught up in it. You know, like I'd say a Juice World, or even though she's R and B, but um, you weird ass six nine, six nine. Like I, I, I'm, I'm perpetuating this character and this image. The difference is, I'm not telling you that it's a character. I'm making you believe that this is real life. Whereas before we were telling you real life. I'm not trying to be this character. I'm just me. I just came to rock a party and throw some shit in there that the people in my community could identify with and give them something to feel like they can connect to. Whereas now, you're not really trying to connect to a region. You're trying to connect to and monetize something for material gain. So our mindset has shifted from advocating for ourselves and making sure people can see us and understand us and acknowledge who we are and what we go through to bring some sort of information to it and about it to people that only care about perpetuating a certain image just so we can look like we got it together like image is more important than advocacy which is what i said earlier people are only advocating for the sake of attention they're not advocating for actual change these people aren't creating music to be artists they're creating music to become rich which is kind of what nikki shared a few weeks ago, a month ago, she's like, yeah, a lot of the music that you get is people that are trying to be popular or you're getting music from people that are popular. It's not that they're good. It's not that they're really talking about anything. It's not that they have substance or artistry or talent. You're just getting popular people thrust into your face because it makes everybody money. So there's no integrity. That's a bar. I feel like that also kind of falls back on, like, it's not, like I said before, like, I know it's like, you know, these kids and these fans, but I'm like, man, the shit don't sound good. Like, I, like, shit used to sound, like, good. But maybe, you know, I'm old now and, like, generations are different. And, you know, because there's a lot of weird generational shit. Like, academics having beef with Erica Badu. I don't understand it. Academics, <laughs> academics being a household name and being famous <laughs> in itself is telling. Like, I haven't. Uh, academics wouldn't be popular in the 90s. 
well, or no. the eighties or even the early two thousands. But I will say those areas, like the early areas, is still that era where, and maybe a lot of them niggas was still, some of them was still faking it. But like, I feel like we might have been the last era of hip hop where you had to like, and this might, this was one thing that, you know, people like said was bad about hip hop, but the authenticity that you kind of had to be what you discussed. Like you were reporting on your experience and that's not necessarily true anymore. Like you don't have to be a part of, you could just rap about it cause it's cool. Cause like even people tried to make that distinction about like ice cube, like it was real, you know, real gang members. Like, you know, Monster Cody wasn't really, you know, he, was, he wasn't happy about it, but ice cube was reporting about what he saw outside his front door. Am I doing it? But I'm talking about my neighbor's experience. Cause my neighbor, you know, coincidentally doesn't know how to fucking read, but he know how to let that motherfucking thing off. And he's at the birth, like there's little caveats, like you're at the birth of hip hop, you're at the birth of gangster rap. Right. So there's a different experience. But now that weird. But even Cube, Cube didn't, Cube never told us he was a gangster. That's true. He just said, I'm from South Central and this is how it is in South Central. But also at the height of his career, in my opinion, he was talking more about advocacy and oh, sisters. Sure. That nigga was like, this America's piece of right. shit. Is he what he had his wrong. moment. He's like, fuck America. Like, that's his whole... Well, that's a whole other thing because people try to act like Ice Cube's peak was like, have a good day and like, you know, NWA Cube. But like, Cube had like a fucking outstanding career. Like, huge ass fucking albums. But, you know, maybe I'm biased because I'm from my hand. But yeah, like... No, no, I wouldn't say that because it's some... It's some people that are not from here that'll say Cube is their favorite. I mean, you had Jermaine Dupree say that Ice Cube was his favorite rapper. There was, yeah, there was just a conversation about it because Ice Cube was doing kind of these podcasts, like bounce arounds. They got mad that he was on Tucker Carlson because um, there was a thing about who was the best storyteller. And I forget who people were saying it, but I was like, yeah, Ice Cube might be like the best storyteller, like, period. Like, you can, you know, it, like, that's the argument to be had. Like, you can maybe whatever. But I feel like I forget who. People were saying it was, but like, yeah, out of like telling real like stories, I'm following you like through the hell no, nah. like nobody is fucking with like shit Cube or Cube's generation of rappers for real, for real. But one thing I can also appreciate about Cube is like, say, yeah, him being on Tucker Carlson's show, but no matter what show he's on, no matter where he is, he's going to be him and say what the fuck he means. Yeah. And he's going to, he's going to stand on it. Ain't no apologizing, ain't no going back. No, I said what I said. Okay, and I also and wanna, he can back it up intellectually if he needs to. There we go. That's the piece I would like to touch on because I feel like a lot of people say this shit like you know they stand on what they stand on, but you could be standing on bullshit. Right. Like I feel like standing on there has to be a little bit push past of just standing on what you what you believe in because motherfucking like Hitler believed in something and that motherfucker was a piece of shit. So just saying they stand on it is one thing, but it's standing on something and it coming from you know a space of principles. Can we like this? Like I just believe it. Because it's what I like. That's fucking childish. So like having a stance, I think at least in some regard, you know, some some shit, you just gonna have to feel like that's you know a caveat to it. But like a lot of motherfuckers, I feel like say that just so you can't push back against what they fucking talking about, which might be very fucking dumb. So yeah, like I'm just I feel it. Yeah, stand on. He stand on that. Stands on what? It, make it say it right now. But. Just go back to V if you guys didn't know, because I know we mentioned act, it didn't really come back to it. Um so if you guys like like I think years it was like five years ago, I think, when everyday struggle was a thing and Joe Budden was sliding across that table screaming in an academic's face, and <laughs> you could see the veins and ah! um they had Erica Badu on there one time and 
I, I forget if the conversation was weird or, or spicy at the time, but she had said um, just to, to get her to make the comment. But she was basically said, like, you know, you look like this character that I can't remember. So everybody's going to the show asking questions. What you mean? Who is it? And she drops like, you know, uh, Jerry from Tom and Jerry. And then the meme came and little chipmunk rat uh, mouse face, man. And it was funny. It was funny as hell. Act apparently this week got on um, his stream and, you know, fuck that, you know, big fucking act. <laughs> and, you know, came at fucking Eric Badu, which sounds so crazy to say that academics came at Eric Badu about. And I'm not one of these niggas who says, like, you can't say anything to anybody because they are a woman. But I will say that it is it just sometimes seems like you know, when the clips drop, I don't know. I don't follow academics. I don't look at his show, but like he he does have a name and his, 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 when he does some shit, it blows up on the Internet. It do be seem like it'd be a little like he got a rap. It'd be like a little like it'd be just a little spicy with women in the sense like I'm like, do you want to fight my nigga? Like you know. And then like when it when I thought about what it was like, it was a joke, but I didn't look at it as like some wildly disrespectful shit. That five years later you need to like press Erica Badu and call her like a hoe and a. You said a lot of wild shit. Like Erica Badu is one of the most loved motherfuckers in our community, and I just didn't really see like. I'm like, cause I'm not one of these niggas that not to, to say that like you can't check any and anybody about being disrespectful or wild towards you. It just seemed like the Erica Badu shit came out of fucking nowhere, and it was a little. It seemed a little corny to me. Like it's, it's, it's to me, it screams insecurity. Like you harbor some sort of negative disposition towards things that you can't have, and no matter how big you get, you can beat your chest all you want to, but you still can't have it. So you got to find ways to like discredit it or disrespect it because you can't have it anyway. So if I, if I decrease its value, then I can make myself feel bigger than it, which is to me, that's a white folks move. Well, yeah, he definitely, he, he does kind of give you a bit of that. Like he gives you some of that shit that make it being like even a male podcaster, like content nigga, like makes it difficult. Cause you trying really, really hard not to identify, or, like even get mixed up in the group of niggas who are like, um, goddamn boy, grab that shit then. Fuck <laughs> shit, goddamn uh, Dominic Toretto outside, boy, like shit. That's the biker boys. Oh yeah, that was a good film. But anyways, um, yeah, like just like you know, I didn't get enough pussy when I was in high school, ass nigga. Like it's just weird. Like, like I and like I've I've heard him on like say the Joe Budden pod, and I can respect that like you've built a platform for yourself, and I just feel like niggas would be cool if you just wasn't doing such weird lame shit. Like I just thought the whole shit. Was lame. Eric Badu clap back. I thought was funny. Like made a little pussy candles and sold them. Probably sold out. Told him he was acting pussy. Like I just didn't see that as like a win to me. It was just such a weird. But that's that's how he's used to getting attention. That that kind of coincides with the theme of the day. If like you only do shit for the sake of attention, there's no substance behind it. Act knows that people say what they say about him. And he stands in it because it's going to bring him more attention and more fame, which is going to make him feel validated. It doesn't make me feel validated in what people say about me. It's just the fact that people know me and are going to pay me attention, even if they don't like what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'll take the negative feedback just as much as I'll take the positive. I may even want the negative feedback more because it's going to get me more attention than positive feedback will. Yeah, see, and that shit, I'm not... I'm not opposed to taking the negative shit. It just when motherfuckers, 
It's just, yeah, like, when the shit, I feel like it's just nasty work. Like, I just feel like the premise behind it, the reason behind it, that's one thing to say when you're standing on, I don't know, I guess, like, a principle of something. I just didn't find that to be, I only find a lot of the shit that he does. So maybe I'm looking for, like, a lot of extra shit the motherfucker don't got it. But, yeah, I just saw that being, like, people talked about that for a while, and I just couldn't not cornify it. Um, I'm just going to take my stance as, like, this pod is at war with everybody else because, like, niggas do stupid shit, women do stupid shit, everybody do stupid shit, and I guess we're here to undo the dumb shit. Uh, I don't have much else except this last thing on the docket that the internet blew up about. They just slapped Tory with 10, and they just slapped Tory with 10. Like, it is what it is. Y'all are having weird conversations under it because the information is on the internet. Like this, the information about the case and everything else is just like public. It's public record now. So like, I'll say this: from start to finish, people have reacted more than they've read. Man, because like, I don't um, you know, because uh, as from the beginning, fucking that shit was years ago. And now I think about it, we talked, we started talking about this shit. Like, what was that twenty twenty? I say in the pandemic. Yeah, and like it's always been a statement that like. What you did, you do the crime, you should definitely, like, do the time for it. But, and I'm not saying, like, obviously she was injured. But I find it weird that everybody never talks about, like, that he's really only, he's going to jail for, like, a gun charge. Like, I didn't. He's going to unless jail I'm, unless I'm fucking mistaken. for a unregistered firearm and discharging it in public, not for shooting Meg. And so I guess that and was. I think it's also because he was on probation or some shit prior to that anyway. So you have a little bit of an issue legally. Then you have an unregistered firearm in your car, which, although it may not be yours, you are responsible for it. And you discharge said weapon in public, which makes it an unsafe thing that you're doing. But none of that said that he was guilty of shooting Meg. So to me, that's where, like, I guess. Like, it doesn't, like, you know, I guess it doesn't bother me past me reading it. But, like, when I was, um, when I had seen the thing, and I'm trying, I'm really trying to, like, give myself, I don't have a number of posts, but I might pick one or two posts a, a week or whatever and try to, like, scroll through the comments and see y'all say some stupid shit. Maybe somebody says something funny. Some of y'all be saying good things, and I be liking those. I'm the guy who likes the posts that are like, oh, they said a very positive thing. Man, look at them being a fucking diamond in this pool of shit. But... That the conversation was still so swept up in like, and I'm not even trying to be like, you know, that nigga didn't shoot or whatever the fuck. It was just, we know what the charges were. And even on the nigga side of niggas jumping so far into like weird hashtags against Meg. And I was like, bro, how about we have a conversation about like teaching niggas to like make better decisions? Because like, I feel like as, if we going to have to talk like, okay, we know what bro like got locked up for. And we know a lot of what he's going even okay, we know a lot of what's got him locked up ain't got shit to do with what happened that night. It got shit to do with how that nigga handled himself from the time that shit happened to the time he went to court. You punching niggas in elevators, acting a goddamn fool, making albums towards the girl. Like, if you to shut the fuck up, who knows what would happen? Like, not trying to, not trying to convey manipulation or get niggas off, but it just to me that's more of a. That's the only thing I think about is like, outside of the fact of. Trauma that's happened to all parties involved. It's like the conversation is like, why? If Tori was my fucking cousin, you wouldn't, or my little brother, you, I would be like, yo, love you to death, but you wouldn't catch me outside on those steps 
This is an this is a, this is an affront to dad. Get your ass in this fucking car. I mean, for me, I'll say if you really cared about him, be like Tori from from jump. You don't. You didn't shoot her. Cool. But you can take accountability. Be like, yes, that is my car. Yes, it's an unregistered firearm, and it's it's in my possession. Although it's not in my possession, but it's somebody else's gun. Because I think it was somebody else. I don't even think it was his gun. Whatever, but yes, I'll take accountability for an unregistered firearm being in my vehicle, and I will take responsibility for discharging it in public. I didn't shoot Meg. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. But I did do these things, and I understand if I have to take accountability for that. He probably could have got a way lesser sentence, which is what you're saying as far as responding in a certain way. I take accountability for what I did do, but I stand on what I didn't do. We probably would have been looking at some sort of probation or something for a certain amount of time without, you know, with how he's been in jail for the last, what, year? Yeah. So I mean, he could have got time served and just got probation and got left out. But the fact that you did the most, now granted, Meg did the most too because she, anyhow, <laughs> both of y'all doing the most, but you're the one that's under the microscope right now. You have to be smarter about how you're handling the situation. Everything about this is a case study what not to do. Because even before we get to the incident, I find it to be like a weird conversation about, and I know we give a lot of, I was young. You was all young. You know, I was, I'm going to say this like I'm fucking 80, 89. But I was in my 20s before too. So I, I couldn't imagine like what that might have looked like. I feel like I wouldn't have still wouldn't have moved like y'all. I but I, I hold space that I wouldn't have been like the most mature nigga. But the idea that I think I'm so on top of the world to be involved with these women, and I don't give a fuck if you just fucking them here and there. Like you understand certain fucking, um, you understand who they are. And yeah, how they you understand certain behavior traits, act. all that shit. So you're leaving yourself up to their responses. Yeah, it was dumb start to finish. You I'm gonna should, take. I'm gonna take the one I'm fucking to the party of the one that I'm fucking going at. I'm fucking the best friend. Like there was just every. There's too many stories where relationship shit gets motherfuckers, men and women, fucked up in a variety of ways. Because your arrogance and finances made you not think Nuts. logically. The whole time you be sitting there like, you know, this is really you know bad for him. But it's also like, nigga, you was moving really wild. Like You moving nasty with nastier individuals and thinking that it's going to turn into a tame situation that ends in your favor. Because I am who I am. I'm Tory Lanez and I have this money, so... Yeah, this is going to work out in my favor. All these bitches going to love me and we going to be coexisting real nicely and ain't going to be no issues because I'm that nigga. Wrong. You know yeah. who you're dealing with. You know the people that you are around. You should know better than to think that this is going to end on a positive note. The whole you shouldn't thing. have been in that situation in the first place. In my opinion, you should have had enough evidence to not even be fucking with Meg to begin with because you've even gone to say, y'all trauma bonded. It's not that we were even really, really great friends. He did say that in the song. We trauma bonded. Both of us had some traumatic events happen, and we banded together because of it. Are they coming for us? Fuck around and say some shit. That's the feminist patrol coming coming to arrest us because I said something ill of Meg, and I'm being nice right now. But anywho, y'all trauma bonded, and you should have known. Now, granted... Because we work with people that come to see us in certain states. I know that in the middle of said state, you ain't got enough understanding to realize you're being stupid. Mm. 
I get it. You're in a traumatized state. Both of y'all was just being dumb as hell because y'all young got some money and need healing, and we're doing it in the wrong ways. Alcohol being involved, emotions being involved, and nobody's processing anything with you in a healthy manner, and nobody's holding you accountable for the dumb shit that you're saying and doing, at least on the out, looking from the outside in or whatever the fuck it is. It might have been somebody holding them accountable in their camp. I don't know, but... They wasn't doing a good enough job because both of them niggas ended up where they ended up. Yeah, yeah, that shit to me, like, I don't know, man. Tory shit start to finish, it seemed like anybody was, you know, on top of the shit. When I found out that the shit wasn't even that he got, you know, convicted of the shooting her, it was just the, the gun shit. I was like, well, why are we having all this back and forth in court about what happened then and not talking about gun? Like, everything about it was just like. It's, for me, I don't like the fact that we're still using it to weaponize the whole men ain't shit, men versus women, and anybody that supports Tory hates women. And it's like, that's not, that's not what the outcome is. The outcome is him being irresponsible. Yeah, I thought that, I think that's one, that's one thing I take away, like, when I'm looking, reading some of the shit that's nasty work, because it's like, we're still having the conversations in a real fuck way. Because, like, if you have the facts and shit, I feel like it doesn't mean you can't have your opinions on it, but have a conversation that's more so geared towards like, you know, some of the issues and what was going on. So that, I don't know, man, so shit could be fucking actually fixed and better. Cause the way we talk about this shit now, it just is bullshit. Like it's just the same run of the mill. And I feel like there's enough conversations to have. Like you could have the men, women conversations. It's just this particular one is really ill-informed. And I just don't feel like that's the space for it to actually like have any positive rhetoric. Like, and I'm not even, like, super team Tory or no shit like that. But I'm like, if we're going to talk about it, talk about it. I'm on the side of, of logic and reason. Logic and reason says this has nothing to do with, you guys are supporting a, a woman abuser, a woman beater. And he didn't. That's not what this says. This says that he was being drunk and disorderly, basically, in a situation where he needed to be sober and mindful because he already had some shit that he needed to be accountable for. And he was moving real messy with some women that he probably shouldn't have been dealing with when he's in the position that he's in to begin with. That's what this says. But we're not having that conversation because it's easier to have the emotional part of the conversation, which is it's us versus y'all, which is the climate that we're in as a society, especially in our community. It's us versus y'all. Men versus women. It's a gender wars because nobody wants to do the deep dive work of actually understanding themselves and holding themselves accountable for being a piece of shit. And the convers like I'm not opposed to the conversations happening because I feel like it is a space for us all to get. If I'm looking community wise or individually, like you get better, your relationships get better. A community is a, a community. A thing that binds a community is relationships we have with each other. That's how all this other shit builds off. All this. I think I'm saying generational wealth and all this other shit. None of it happened if everybody's not whatever, not 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 connecting. It just the fucking conversations be so goddamn dumb, and they be wrong. Like if it just be like, I'm trying not to go super tangenty, but like, I'm I'm stopping. I promise. I promise. Fuck y'all. I'm not stopping shit. Um. <laughs> the only part is I don't even think the mics really catch it. Not really, but which is good. But it's still funny if y'all do. That'd be a good it's like a sound effect without having to pay for one. Yeah. Um just in the hood, that's all. But yeah, it just like the conversations are so ill informed and dealing with rhetoric that just either is not 
It's that true or just didn't exist at all? Like none of this it's shit is a lot of unhealed rhetoric. From, a lot of what we see on social media is just unhealed talk. Yeah, I don't know, man. Per the usual, context is just everybody's best friend, and y'all just throw it away at every fucking every fucking time, any fucking chance you get, and it is fucking. I mean, it's it's cool for content wise. It's that's you know that's one reason I'm not gonna lie. That's one reason why I'm not like always. Besides the fact that this is not like my living quarters, but like it's one reason why I'm never like in a rush to get a motherfucker in the seat because I don't know, man. Because like I'll be having conversations on the internet that just be like so ABC one two three ass shit. I'm like I know where this is headed. She gonna say some dumb shit now. It's gonna be a bunch of niggas saying these goddamn bitches. He gonna say some weird shit now. It's gonna be a bunch of women saying like you know like yeah. I'm it, down it, for the fisticuffs. They just have them better. Kids fuse. We have we have people having fucking in person podcast filmings that they make money off of having those ABC one two three comment. It may be one nigga that gets the Z, and everyone stops at C. Yeah, to me it's like because I'm not saying everybody gotta have these fucking like agreeing with each other shits, no. but you know it's kind of like like if you watching um flipping flipping through an algorithm. I've cl- I clicked on like a couple fight things and it just starts showing me a bunch of fights, but it's like it's a far cry difference from looking at like boxing or like fucking jujitsu or some shit and being like, oh, this is cool, like some MMA shit, like oh, that was a good fight, and then like seeing you niggas throw straight arm swings in the street and I'm like, this is not good. I don't want to watch this. So it's like that's how it looks to me. It'd be like, oh, this shit's a great fight, and it's like no, nobody out there knew what the fuck they was doing. These two motherfuckers though, this is a good ass fight. But you would have to have the perspective of somebody that has understanding to even know that you're looking at a shit fight. A lot of us don't have that understanding, so we don't know that we're looking at crap because we think that it's life. Same as it is with the music. This is a word. A word from the crack of your ass, man. (laughs) Shit ain't shit. No, it's, it's, it's words. Yes, you're speaking. You're using words, but it didn't really come together to shit say much. Shit, you motherfuckers. You know, this is profound shit. This is a, but y'all, man. Fuck. Drunk nigga and they from clone Tyrone said more potent shit than y'all did. He did. Um, I don't know, man. I'm li- I'm leaving on on a little bit of kick your ass because, boy, this was this was it. Again, I feel like I've used this before, but. Good hip hop is good hip hop. If you want to play for me. Uh, 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 uh. Alright, man. Thank y'all for listening. Same time next week. No oh, shit. I might have a guest next week. Depends. Anyways. This the shit that happened when we go out on the town. This the shit that happened when we go out on the town. I'm not gonna lie, man. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's rapping, you know. Like, Killer Mike has still still has the best album out this year. I know y'all want to be like Super Travis Scotty, but like, this is old. Like, come on, come on. All right, we're gonna end the show. Pull like, yeah. up to the club, you can hit a car by. the dope man, so you know I got a gun. Pro motor already paid my money. I'ma make it rain on sugar and honey. Bigger baby, bigger baby, ball like a dog. It's enough for me to go round smoke y'all. Me and my clique, we the t-shirt gang. Pick the niggas deep, going bang, bang, bang. Black tea, black tea bottles right. in the L. Niggas think Jack.
Nate and Meeks back here. Ooh. Niggas think Charles Black back on set. Niggas think Terry White back on dead. So respect my mind and respect my grind. Walk right past, don't respect no line. Too many young bros like a chimney squad. All they wanna do is hang out with the stars. All they wanna do is get high like the moon. Take a nigga back to a hotel.